Hey guys, this is Simba once again. I thank you for joining me on today's show. Today is very interesting. It's very different. So, just so that I just make it clear, every single time I start a show, I need to just remind you of what I'm trying to achieve. Okay, Iswavi is the place that will do two things. We are going to show the world the best of Africa, be it African food, our culture. Holiday destinations, businesses, talent, fashion, style, our way of doing things, quotes, whatever that may be. The second thing the website is meant to do, which I love to do, is to educate, introduce the world to my African brothers and sisters. Wherever you're from, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, Egypt, Kenya, Rwanda, Swaziland, wherever you may come from in the motherland, I want this website to be useful for you as well, to find information that will help you. So I will do review for products, for technology. I'll give you information about businesses, online businesses, all manner of things. And today, the topic I want to address is politics in Africa. And I'm going to focus on Zimbabwe. I come from Zimbabwe. I was born in Zimbabwe. And I want to focus on Zimbabwe today. Zimbabwe has elections in 2018. And... I'm not going to take the angle that you usually see in the newspapers and the media. Mugabe has to go and this has to change because currently this is the narrative. The narrative is Mugabe has been in power for over 30 years. Uh, He's old, he's corrupt, um, and therefore he needs to go. This is what we're telling ourselves. He has to go. Mugabe has to go. We've had enough of him. We've had enough of his rule and we, we need change. We need to put in someone else, preferably Tangerai or PDP, whoever the government opposition party is. Now, I would forgive you if you just decided, actually, you know what? This is not for us. I'm from Nigeria or this is not for us because I'm from Kenya. It's different. No, it is not. And I'm going to show you why. What I talk about is not specifically about Zimbabwe. It's specifically about power, politics and what it means to have power. And that applies to, every, you're going to see this across every African nation. And you will see why or understand why we have a problem with politicians in Africa. Now, some of you might <clears throat> might not be religious, which is absolutely fine. Um, but I'm going to make one or two religious inferences. Not because of, that's where power comes from. But just to show you something inherent in human beings when it comes to power. Okay. So. The first thing that might surprise you or the first thing you will learn about politics. Politics has never been about an individual, has never been about a party, has never been about a policy. Okay, that's not what politics is about. That's what we that's what the media, that's what everyone trains us and say politics is about party politics and everything else. It's never been about those things. The only one true question politics has to answer is and listen very carefully the one true question that politics is meant to answer is whom shall we give power to did you catch that politics is all about choosing where you place power that's all it is. And the choices you have are very simple. You can either place power in one person. So for a long time, power was in the monarchy, the king. 
the queen. They were the person with the power. What they said went. Whatever they said was done. So we have a history full of kings. King Nebuchadnezzar, King Saul, King this, you know, from the Bible, from everything else. And to this day, some countries are ruled by kings. So this is when you choose to place power in the hands of one person. Then you can also place power in the hands of one party. So you can say, we choose to make this party the only party with power. So this translates itself to communism, right? Usually in communist societies or systems, that's where you find this type of power. So in Russia, in China, there is only one party and that party has rule. Then you can decide to put power with the elite. So these are the rich people. These are the people who are rich, influential, and you say, we will give them power. Okay. And some societies are run based on that, especially capitalist societies. Then you can choose to give power to the people. So this is when, yes, you have someone leading, but they're only leading to represent the country. But the power is in the mayors, is in the committees, is in the devolved governments, um, is with you know certain groups of people. But power is evenly distributed across everywhere. So these are places I can think of right now where most of us would place our power in. So placing power in one individual turned out not to be a good idea. Okay, it was flawed from the very beginning, and some people might not know where it comes from. But for those who are slightly religious or believe in the Bible, there was a time when the Egyptians, uh, or the Jews, I should say, or the Hebrews, they left Egypt. Now, as they left Egypt, there was a cloud, you know, leading them during the day. And in the evening, there'll be another sort of cloud of fire for, you know, behind them. Now, that, as you read, is God himself leading them. But at some stage, as they were in the wilderness, as they managed to reach the promised land, they decided they wanted to be like other nations. They wanted to have a human being as their leader. And I think you would notice there's a verse where Samuel says, God, you know, they've rejected me. And he said, God said to him, no, they have not rejected you. They have rejected me. They don't want me to lead them. And that's how they had King Saul. King Saul was the first ever king for the Hebrew Jewish people because that's what they wanted. But as you can see, King Saul was just like them with weaknesses. Um, and he ended up being, you know, ruling crazy, wanted to kill David, wanted to do so many things. So you see this throughout the whole history. Whenever kings were in place, they were corrupt. I mean, one of, you know, some of the revolutions that happened in the world were because of kings misruling the country so you had this in france you had louis the 14th now i know there's a nice dessert that's called the louis the 14th but actually in reality is louis the 14th was actually so corrupt and he was so autocratic he didn't care about the people that people decided actually we're going to take over the, the country for ourselves and they actually ended up killing him they actually you know cut off his head that's how people were fed up with monarchs ruling Europe. You know, monarchs were ruling Europe and they were using religion to keep people at bay. Um, so that was when power was given to one individual. Because that one individual, all they have to do is to be corrupt or they have to have certain connections, certain people. And that that's it. They rule. They rule over you and they're never going to come off. Now, this idea of power in an individual, it's something that a lot of our African presidents 
are obsessed with. They don't understand this idea that you can actually not have power within one person. Every single one of the politicians in Africa, they have this obsession that they also want to have power within themselves. Now, a lot of us in Africa, when we go to voting and everything else, we don't question this. All we're doing is we're just trying to put someone else to give power to. This is where Zimbabwe comes into it. Right now, in Zimbabwe, people are fed up with Mugabe. But all they're interested in is putting someone else and giving that power person. And you're thinking to yourself, you haven't learned the lesson. The lesson has always been, do not try to put power into the hands of one person. Especially if that person is not going to be representing your interest at heart, especially for the whole nation. Now, the only reason why most of us tend to want to give power to one person is because we are somehow associated to that one person. So we stand to benefit. So the reality is most of the politics in Africa is a politics of selfishness, right? I am only willing to vote for this person because if I vote him in, based on my association with him, I stand to benefit, which is why you notice a lot of politics in Africa is very much divided on tribal issues, right? So you see this very openly in Kenya, right? People are only talking or voting or talking about someone in Kenya only because they stand to benefit as a tribe. They stand to benefit if he does well. It's nothing to do with what's good for the country. And you see this in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe right now, it's all about Mugabe going. No one is actually questioning whether we still want to give power to one person. The question is, we just need Mugabe to go and that is it. Now, there are systems and governments where this has happened, right? We saw this happen. We saw this happen in Libya and Egypt, right? They decided we don't want to give power to one person, but they didn't want to choose what to do with power. What they wanted to do was just to choose who else to give the power to. And that caused problems. So the West foolishly went in and said, oh, we're going to try to help Libya. They could have done it for selfish reasons, for fuel and everything else. That's for conspiracy theories to answer for you guys, right? What I'm dealing with is about power. What they didn't realize was in Libya, people just wanted power for themselves. They wanted to put power in a certain person or in a certain group of people, the elite, and to run the whole country. So when they went in and removed one person, they left a vacuum. And now everyone is fighting and killing each other because they want that power to be within a certain person, within a certain group. So I'm not surprised why politics in Africa is very violent because they have to get power because they, they see it for certain benefits. If you decide to give power to one party, you have what we have in China. Okay, that party has to have the interests of the people at heart. But again, most of the cases, if power is within one party, it, they tend to alienate anyone who doesn't support them or see their cause. So you have this in China. In China, if you're in good books with the Communist Party, you're probably going to get far in life. This is something that happens across Africa as well. We give power to one person. He will take maybe 95% of the power, keep it for himself and his friends and family. And maybe the 5% is distributed within the party. So the party becomes powerful in the country. And therefore, your success in life is determined by how connected you are to that party. So right now in Zimbabwe, a lot of the business people, 
who are doing well is because they're doing well because they have the connection to the party, to the ruling party, right? It's all well known but it's for you to get a government contract and everything else because you know someone in the party who's doing that. So that's the sort of type of politics we pretty much have across Africa. Now, the other type of politics we have is when you hand over power to the people. By giving power to the people, what I'm saying is you're distributing power. That This is the true democracy. Democracy was designed to distribute power so that it doesn't just stay with one person, but rather power is given to the mayor, is given to the governor, is given to the committee, is given to the, to the, you know, to the individuals who can go to a body and do that. So this is why... When people ask me, oh, what's going to happen in Zimbabwe? What do you think? What do you want in Zimbabwe? The truth of the matter is, it's not going to change anything. It's a sad truth, but it is the truth nonetheless. Even if you vote in Tangerai, even if you vote in PDP, even if you vote in another party, all we're doing, we're just changing the person at the head, but we're still giving them the power so they can still abuse that power. Okay. Even if we don't give it to the one person, we're going to give power to that one party. So all it is, is just changing of hands of who wants to have a go at eating and being corrupt in the government. This is a politics in Africa. This is the problem we have, that the politicians we're nominating, the people that we're putting into power, they're only going in to just change hands. All they want to do is just make sure that power changes hands. They're not interested in power really being distributed. It's all about, it's our turn now to enjoy the wealth. And you see this very clearly. In Kenya, when they fight, when they go to war, when they're willing to chop each other up, why? Because of what? If you truly care about the country, why would I want to kill the person on the opposite side? Why would I want to do that? What if I'm killing the next doctor who's going to operate on my son? What if I'm killing the next teacher who might actually teach my children so they can be actually literate and actually be able to do good and get jobs? What if I'm killing the person who's going to be a nurse on the other side? Or the person who's going to build a business that will help uh, employ people. No. The reason why they kill each other is because they want their turn to plunder and enjoy what comes with the power of being power just being centralized in one person. That's all they want. This is why they fight. This is why they're willing to take someone else's life. Because they want power for themselves. It's not for the people. So I couldn't care whether they say it's opposition party and everything else. All they care about is, I know if I fight for this person and he gets in, I'll be able to get money. I'll be able to make money. I'll be able to be rich and show off to everyone that, look, I've done well. So in a way, in Africa, we, we're getting what we deserve. We're putting in leaders in place because all we're doing is just giving them power. And we say, abuse us. Go on. It's your turn to abuse the other people on the other side. So he abuses other people on the other side, they get fed up, they go through elections, and then someone else comes in, he abuses other people on the other side. So it's just a match of tennis. It's our turn now, we will do what we want. Oh no, it's our turn now, we'll do what we want. And this is what they call politics in Africa. But in reality, it's not politics, it's just stupidity. Now, in Zimbabwe, it's a shame um, because, you know, if you ask any Zimbabwe, most of the times, they'll either say, oh, I support Mugabe, or they have, want him to go. The reality of the truth is, whoever we elect to lead us as a person, especially if we give them all the power, whoever we elect tends to be representative of the people. So in actual fact, 
Mugabe is not like Mugabe is from Nigeria. He's a Zimbabwean. The way he is, is representative of the majority of the people. That's just a sad truth. Now, most of us would deny that, especially with Zimbabwe. So, no, we're not like Mugabe, but let me let me tell you this. So, whilst I was in Zimbabwe, I had to go see an entrance exam to go into one of the best schools in Zimbabwe, right? And I went and I failed the test. Now, even though when they did the exam, I'd already been told that, look, because of your connection somehow, you're still going to get into the school. So, I went to uh, Kutama um, or St. Francis Xavier, but most Zimbabweans know it as Kutama. And you guys would know it as Mugabe's old school. I went to the same school that Mugabe went to. I failed my exam. And I was a bit disappointed. But I knew that through my connections, I was still going to get in. And on the day, I went in the car with the person. We went to the school. Uh, a conversation was had. And I got a place. Simple as that. Okay. Now, I went in for the first term. And I, I think I turned out to be number nine out of like, I don't know, 40, 50 students in my class. Um, and most of the people who were there, when I found out, actually, they already had already seen the entrance exam paper before the actual day of the exam, right? So they already had the help. Some of them paid their way into the school. Um, so in actual fact, the system was so corrupt that there was nothing to be done about it, right? It was just a matter of who did you know to get in. And you notice all these instances of corruption and bribery across many areas of, of business you have the same thing when you go through the airports you have the same thing when people bring in cars from foreign lands they don't pay the duty they don't pay the tax most people don't even know the tax code most entrepreneurs in zimbabwe don't even know the tax code there's an informal sector in zimbabwe which doesn't pay any tax at all so in actual fact we are happy to accuse Mugabe of corruption but the reality is the people themselves are so involved in corruption that Mugabe is merely reflecting the corruption that's already happening in Zimbabwe. There is corruption. There is a lot of corruption that happens in Zimbabwe. And I'm not going to say to you, it's fine if you keep going as it is. But what most Africans or Zimbabweans are doing, we are contradicting ourselves, which is why the leaders never leave. Because the leaders say, hold on a minute, you guys are corrupt. I've let you set up informal businesses sectors and everything else where you're corrupt you don't pay your taxes and everything else and yet you're happy to call me on being corrupt and trying to get me to be out of power no way right no way that's gonna happen so and the interesting thing about politics is that we never discuss the solutions to politics we think a solution is either i kill you or i remove you somehow that's our that's our solution right so people somehow in Zimbabwe, they're convinced that their problems will go away as soon as Mugabe goes away. All right? As long as we remove Mugabe, we should see a change. We should see a, we should see a difference. Now, you will have a change in leadership if you do get that, that far. But within a few months, within a few years, you're going to go back to the same place as you were in. You're to be back to square one. And do, do you know why that is the case? Because... The fundamental question was never changed. Who do you give power to? If you just take the power from Mugabe and give it to someone else, that person at some stage is bound to have weaknesses, is bound to look after their own people, is bound to be corrupt, is bound to be incompetent. You will have the same problem. You understand? Now, the only time Zimbabwe tasted what it's like to try to distribute power is when they had a coalition government. 
because when you had a coalition government, you had two parties that had to work together to make things work. Now, corruption was still happening, but now there was a bit of a check on the other party. That's why they noticed the difference. It was not because of the opposition party. It was because power was now slightly distributed. That's why you could see the difference. But as soon as power was not distributed, what happened? Zimbabwe went two steps backwards. In came in more corruption. In came in more dodgy businesses. In came in people doing all manner of things. Because now there was not that check in power. And in fact, this is one of the reasons why Mugabe wanted to get rid of the opposition party. That's why he was so keen to have elections again. Because he did not like this check on power. He was not used to it. This distribution of power. They're not used to it. So that's why he was willing to stand the elections by himself and just win. Because in the day, I would rather have no checks than have someone checking my power. So the true question that people of Zimbabwe, of Kenya, of Nigeria, or when, of Ghana, whatever country is, having peaceful elections is not a result at all. If you're still putting power in the, one, in the party, in one party, or if you're putting power in a person. Nothing has changed. Just having a party get into power means nothing. It doesn't achieve anything. So even if you're in Zimbabwe and you're hoping the opposition will win, that is not going to change anything. What we need is a fundamental change in the constitution. Because the constitution is the one document. The constitution is one document that will tell the nation where power is going to be. Is power going to be with one person? Is it going to be with one party? Is it going to be with all the people? Is it going to be with the elite? That is the one document. That is the one document that every African country should sit down and focus on if they truly want to see a difference in how politics is done and if they want to truly see their nation thrive and do well. Now, it's been shown throughout history, countries that become wealthy and do well are ones where power is evenly distributed. Simple as. You go throughout history and you learn that. Power with one person doesn't work. Power with one party doesn't work because you have to kill a lot more people to keep that party in place. Power with everyone, that works. It's not perfect, but it works. And countries like Zimbabwe, it's a shame that every person who wants to stand up for power, all they want is just power for themselves. In fact, the fact that they're standing for power and they're not actually questioning where power is going to go, it actually exposes them. It exposes their true intentions. Their true intentions is not to change where power goes. Their true intentions is that their power just goes to them. It comes to themselves. That's all they want. That is all they've ever wanted. It's just a game to them. They just want to get in and it is their chance to start having money, to start having success, to start dressing well, to live in the mansions and the palaces available to them. But apart from that, they don't want to change where power goes to. If you make it about power being distributed, you will actually turn off a lot of people from politics, especially in Africa. If you distribute power, if you say the treasury or the finance department, that's now an independent body, no longer under the control of a party. Health, education, that's now slightly run independent because those things cannot be politicized. You're going to have issues. 
then people will say, well, what, what is the point of me trying to gain all this power? I'm not in control of finance. I'm not in control of this. Now there's checks and balances on what I do. I have to disclose my wealth. I have to disclose all the interests I have. I have to disclose my relatives so that I don't give them dodgy contracts. No. You will put off a lot more people from politics if you had a constitution that tells you explicitly that we are going to give power to the people. And this is how we distribute the power. So for any nation, for any person who aspires to be a politician in Africa, I say to you, the question is try to give power to the people. You are there to represent them to the world. You're not there to overrule them and give your friends and family contracts and everything else and destroying the country in the, in the first place. This is what's happening to Africa. This is why we will never realize our true ambition. And in fact, I always say to people, be very careful with the West when they interfere. When the West are interfering, you never all, you never hear them say give power to the people. No. They just want you to have free and fair elections. They just want you to have no violence and to respect certain policies that they're pushing through. But none of them are interested in where the power goes. If you think about it, if I am the UK and one of the biggest contributors to pension, so pension is money that people get in old age when they've retired from work. Um, and usually those money uh, is collected over a number of years and is put into investments and everything else. Now, most of the big pension money, it actually goes into companies like BP who do oil. Now, BP, obviously, if they're going to Nigeria and they're turning oil and everything else, UK will be interested in what happens to BP in Nigeria. So whenever there's a problem in the country, the UK will only interfere on the basis that whoever is in power will allow BP to still make money. Full stop. They're not interested in power being given to everyone and BP being actually subjected to the same rules as everyone else. No, all they care about is can BP still be able to make enough money to contribute to our pensions back home and our people can actually be able to retire and be, live happily ever after. I'm just giving you as an example. This is nothing to do with conspiracy. This is just purely how the world works. So the question about power is something Africans should answer for themselves. Who do you want to have power? And when you give that person power, how do you make sure they maintain that power and they're accountable? Okay. And the best form of government is to distribute the power. So I would actually say, learn from other nations who have distributed power. So look at countries like America, like Sweden, okay, where they've distributed power. There's no trademark. There's no copyright to a constitution. You can actually take it, learn from it, even consult them. There is nothing wrong in saying, look, we want to learn how to distribute power evenly. Okay. You do that and you say to the people, people, this is the document we have. We, if you elect us, we will give you power this way. That's what you're meant to do. You don't come in and say to people, if you elect me, I will give you jobs. I will give you houses. I will give you this. Now, this is how politics is done in Zimbabwe and in Africa. In Africa, if you want to be a politician, you have to be the biggest promiser of the biggest things. Okay. I am going to bring wealth to this country. I am going to give you jobs in this country. All it is, is an illusion. Right. Tell us how you're going to give us power. We will be able to get jobs. We'll be able to get everything else. But you tell us how you're going to give us power so that we have a say in how the country is run. That's what most politicians will never do. 
most of them will just talk about the things they're going to do to the country i will get rid of corruption uh, let me tell you something with a good constitution in place with a good distribution of power those things will be taken care of first distribute the power then it will take care of everything else it's not perfect but it will do better than before so elections will happen in kenya they'll probably be violent some people will needlessly lose their lives it is bound to happen someone will lose their life someone will die somewhere it will be the same thing whenever nigeria has elections it will be the same thing when zimbabwe has elections people will needlessly die because what they've just been promised some jobs they've been promised some contracts they've been promised money and all sorts of stuff fight for power fight for the redistribution of power get a new constitution in place that cannot be abused in america it's hard no matter how many people loved barack obama he had to go because the checks and balances were already put in and power has already been distributed okay same thing with trump at some stage trump will have to go no matter what he does no matter how much he wants to stay in control and do whatever he's doing he's only limited right when you distribute power the country is is bound to do well because those checks and balances that distribution of power will ensure that corruption is kept at bay at a minimum at least it will ensure the elite are not taking advantage of the people in zimbabwe the maids the garden boys the people in the law societies they're not treated well there's no rights for them there's no minimum wage for them why because they have no power but if you distribute power and they have a union that union will represent their interest i don't advocate for unions but i advocate for distribution of power so that people can be represented from all manner of society anyway guys it is a conversation to be had this is what i think is my opinion but i want to hear from my other african guys especially the young ones what do you feel like needs to change are we correct how do we change how do we change the conversation at some stage these people will get old they're not going to be in power forever at some stage this thing will be beyond them technology is going to come and unravel so much now politicians don't even know like that all that corruption that they used to be able to do with technology it's going to stop so you tell me what how do we shape africa how do we get the best out of africa let me know come to the website have a conversation